Is it platoon time again for the Kentucky Wildcats? We talk about that on today's episode of Locked on Kentucky. You are Locked on Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast specifically, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. On today's episode of Locked On Kentucky, is it time for the Wildcats to go back to the platoon system? Probably not, but we're going we're gonna to fantasize about it. Here on today's episode, also going to be talking about Kentucky in the NBA, some of the remaining contenders in the playoffs, what some notable Wildcats are doing right now, and then finally we're going to talk about another defensive back transfer committing to the Kentucky Wildcats, this time uh, from the Division II school. Actually, I'd have to go look. I don't actually, good on me for not putting in my notes what college this kid was from. But anyway, before we get into all of that, I wanted to say a couple of things. First of all, thank you again so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. want to remind everybody out there that we are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Uh, really, really fun stuff going on over uh, at the YouTube. We broke 1,000 subs. That's an awesome. We're getting some engagement on the community, asking questions, running polls. It's a lot of, a lot of fun over there. But the other thing I wanted to mention before we jump in today I didn't realize it until I was putting up yesterday's episode. We are officially uh, at 100 episodes of Locked on Kentucky. I'm at 100 episodes of Locked on Kentucky. Now, I know the podcast was done by a couple of people before me, but it's my 100th episode uh, with the show, and I just want to say thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you so much for the support. It's been really, really fun to be able to get to do this show, to go through last year's basketball season despite how it ended. Really looking forward to this upcoming year. Thank you guys so much for being along for the ride, and let's keep climbing. I really, really enjoy what we've got going on on the show. All right, platoon time. Is it that time for the Wildcats? Some of you pointed this out over on YouTube in our comments after we had a conversation with Matt Upchurch yesterday talking about the commitment of Antonio Reeves to the Wildcats. Uh, A couple of you noticed like, well, could we run the platoon system if and only if Baylor Shireman, South Dakota State transfer, commits to the Wildcats? Now, we don't know if Baylor's going to do that. All we know is that Kentucky's people are in touch with him and his agent. We don't know what's going to happen there. I would love to see Baylor Shireman in blue uh, this upcoming season, specifically Kentucky blue. Want to point out there. But yeah, I, I we, we were talking about it in the comment section of yesterday's episode. I would highly encourage you guys to go check it out, talking about Antonio Reeves. But I was sitting there thinking about it. And for fun, I went over to the world's most depressing message board. In case you don't know, if you want to just be sad, go over to Rupp Rafters for a couple of hours. You'll, you'll really feel like a better person after you read some of the things going on over there. But I went and asked... Some people over on Rupp Rafters, is it time to run the platoon again at Kentucky? Uh, A couple of you said it's not going to happen. Go figure, world's most depressing site. You've got to say something negative. Some people are like, I'm not sure how you could even see that this is a possibility. Again, you got to be negative on this website. It's part of the rule. Uh, But then some people were like, well, it kind of works during the 2014-15 season. It was kind of interesting how things went down. 
and somebody threw out a lineup in the thread, and I've got a lineup here, so let's just speculate. I don't think it's platoon time, and quite frankly, Cal said he hopes he never goes back to it after the conclusion of the 2015 season, and there are probably some recruiting disadvantages and different things like that, but if they were to run it, I think they could if Baylor Shireman committed. So let's look at the potential lineups, okay, for the platoon system, and for those of you that out there that don't know... A platoon system is where you have your starting five, right? And you have them play. And whenever you go to sub out, you rotate in an entire new five. It's essentially your second starting five. So Kentucky did this back in 2014, and they had the blue platoon and they had the white platoon. And the first platoon, the starting lineup, consisted of Andrew Harrison, Aaron Harrison, Alex Poitras, Carl Anthony Towns, and Willie Cauley-Stein. And then the white platoon consisted of Tyler Eulis, Devin Booker, Marcus Lee, Trey Lyles, and Akari Johnson. That was the second platoon, and actually, statistically, and one of you guys pointed this out over on Rupp Rafters, is actually one of, one, the blue platoon averaged like 79.5 points per game, and the white one averaged 79 even. So was, there was no drop-off. It was literally just switching out the starting five lineup, and that's how Kentucky ran things back in the day. And so I'm saying, we might be able to do it with this year's roster. So let's look starting in the backcourt. Severe Wheeler, obviously, I think would be the starting point guard. Let's just call it the blue platoon. On the blue platoon, Wheeler would be your starting point guard. Antonio Reeves, in my opinion, would probably be your starting shooting guard. I would like to assume that. So your backcourt, Severe Wheeler, Antonio Reeves, your player at the three. It either will be Chris Livingston or Baylor Shireman. Again, it, this is all a, a hypothetical scenario if Shireman does commit to the Wildcats. We're going to lean Shireman here. Even though if we're talking about building a lot of two well-rounded lineups, you'd probably want Livingston at your three because he's a little bit more of a better defender, I think, than Baylor Shireman. Uh, but I, the, the compliment here for Severe Wheeler is that you've got two guys that can shoot in Reeves and Shireman. So it's Wheeler, Reeves, Shireman. At the four, you've got Jacob Toppin. I do not expect Keon Brooks to be back. I think Jacob Toppin is. I mean, Cal said it himself. So Jacob Toppin at the four, and then Oscar Shibway at the five. So to recap, Severe Wheeler, Antonio Reeves, Baylor Shireman, Jacob Toppin, Oscar Shibway. That's your blue platoon. And then your white platoon is Kaysen Wallace at the one, and a couple of you on Rupp Rafters is like, I don't see how this could work. Like, I can see you interchanging the um, the front court, but the back court I don't get because Case and Wallace would be working at the two. It's like, well, he's actually a combo guard. He could work at point. This is like the similar thing with Ty Ty Washington. He could work at point. He could work at the shooting guard. He could do one or the other. Case and Wallace could run point for the Wildcats. And then you've got CJ Frederick at the two in this white platoon. So Case and Wallace, CJ Frederick, Chris Livingston at the three in the white platoon, Damian Collins at the four, and then Lance Ware at the five. Now, the only complaint that I have with this white platoon in this hypothetical world where Baylor Shireman commits and hypothetical, this hypothetical world where Cal all of a sudden wakes up one day and says, you know, I'm going to try that for funsies. Um, but, but the only complaint I have here is I don't know if Lance Ware could handle 15 to 20 minutes a game. 15, 20, 25, whatever you want to say in this hypothetical scenario, I don't know if he could handle that. I would much rather see a guy come off the bench that was a couple of inches taller and more of your traditional type of big man, back-to-the-basket type of center. I would feel much more comfortable if that was the situation. Uh, unfortunately, Lance Ware is not that. Now, he is, he's, he's physical. He's a good player. 
I just don't know if he could handle 15 to 20 minutes a game and production stay consistent with the white platoon. So there's your hypothetical. That's a, that's essentially all I wanted to throw out to you guys. If you're watching on YouTube, listening on podcast format, you can leave it in the YouTube comments. Go give me give me your thoughts on the socials at Locked On UK on Twitter. Tell me what you think. This is not going to happen. At least I don't believe it will. But it's a fun hypothetical, and I I believe like even with Lance Ware playing extended minutes, I think this could work. Like I genuinely think this could work. And not only could it work, I think it could work well. And honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, if we're going about things trying to make both lineups even, you put you you start Livingston and you put Shireman on the bench. Of course, that would never happen considering he probably wants minutes. That's probably the sales pitch uh, right now for Kentucky. That and that he could potentially win a title. But if you put Shireman on the bench, then you've got Cason Wallace, CJ Frederick, Baylor Shireman, Damian Collins, and Lance, where I think Shireman's scoring kind of offsets maybe the defense there in that secondary lineup. Also, Cason Wallace is a bucket getter. I mean, he's been playing really, really well at some of these invitationals and classics. Cason Wallace is a bucket getter. But yeah, I think those two lineups could score. I think both those lineups could play defense. Um, it'd, be, it'd be fun, man. That would be, that would be fun. In this hypothetical world, if we're playing NBA 2K and we're able to adjust the lineups and do whatever we, whatever we want, I would love to try this. I don't think it's going to happen. I would love to try it. Again, if you've got any thoughts, let me know. All right, I want to talk about Kentucky in the NBA. Some actually, some, some real life stuff here. I want to talk about what Kentucky players are doing in the NBA. Just four guys that have stood out to me that are still in the playoffs right now. Before we do that, though, it's just want to let you know it's the greatest day on the planet. We've got a new Built Bar read. Absolutely excited to read this one to you guys. Um, and, um, and quite honestly, like excited to tell you about some of the new stuff going on at Built Bar. Summer's almost here. And with summer on the horizon, you're going to need to get some food on the go as you're going out, as you're going on vacations. You need the perfect snack to take with you to make sure that you are fueled for your summer adventures. And that perfect snack is Built Bar. And the best part about Built Bars is that they're healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built Bar, you can have both. And it's easy. All you have to go do is go to uh, Built.com. You can order some right now. Now, Built also has these new things called Puffs. We've talked about this before recently on the show. It's the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're absolutely fantastic, and they come in all sorts of flavors like banana cream pie, and they've got this new one called Churro. Who does not want a protein bar that tastes like a churro? I mean, that's, that's just an automatic win right there. And, and I also encourage you to try out our fla- favorite flavor here on the Locked On Kentucky podcast, Cookies and Cream. I mean, there's, it just works every time. Cookies and Creams works every single time. There's no debate. One of the best flavors out there. I encourage you to try it out. You can go to built.com right now and you can use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Again, you can go to built.com right now and use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your order. All right, moving along here on the Friday edition of Locked On Kentucky, Lance Daw here with you. Some Kentucky players in the NBA. I mentioned recently that we were going to talk about this. Want to go ahead and do it. Just kind of let you guys know, okay, who are some of the Kentucky Wildcats in the field right now? If you're not paying attention to the NBA playoffs, like who are some of the guys out there that are still performing well and haven't been eliminated yet? So let's just run down the list. Starting out here with Devin Booker. Devin Booker playing for the uh, for the Phoenix Suns. 
As we mentioned earlier, he's actually part of that white platoon back in 2014. So he was averaging 26.8 points per game during the regular season. He is currently averaging 28 points per game during the playoffs so far, shooting 52.6% from the field and 57.9% from three. Playing really well. Of course, the problem here is is that Phoenix is in a dogfight with uh, New Orleans. By the time we're recording this before they play uh, on Thursday afternoon, so if the Phoenix Suns have eliminated the Pelicans, uh, well, good for them. But, man, this has been a really tough series uh, by New Orleans, showing a lot of heart and giving uh, Phoenix a lot of trouble. And uh, it, well, I'll, I'll say this, Devin Booker's not necessarily been the problem. He's been shooting well, he's been playing well, he's been scoring. Uh, Chris Ball's kind of been selling, though, and he's also been playing a little dirty. We'll say that. But yeah, Devin Booker playing really well for the, uh, for the, uh, for the Phoenix Suns in the playoffs. Probably the, the most efficient Wildcat in the playoffs right now. And then you've got Tyrese Maxey averaging 20.6 points per game during the playoffs. Of course, the problem with Maxey is he has progressively gotten less, given out less production over the past five games. So in the first game of the playoffs, scored 38. Again, he, it's in a series against Toronto. I believe Philadelphia is up 3-2. They play this this night tonight. Game's not happened. They might have already eliminated him, or it could be going to 3-3. But in game one against Toronto, Maxi scored 38 points in 38 minutes, actually, which is awesome. Then he scored 23. Then he scored 19. Then he scored 11. Then he scored 12 in the most recent game. Uh, he's he's not been shooting particularly well over the past couple of games, but hey, in the in the postseason overall, still shooting 40% from three and 51% from the floor. Tyrese Maxey starting point guard for the Philadelphia 76ers, helping to take care of business, what is currently tonight, what, what will be for you tomorrow. But yeah, probably the second best Wildcat still in the field right now, at least in my opinion. And then also you look what's going on in uh, in Miami. They just took care of the Atlanta Hawks, beat them 4-1. to one. Miami currently the first overall seed in the Eastern Conference. Bam Adebayo not playing particularly well for the, uh, for, for the Heat. So he was averaging 19 points a game in the regular season. He's averaging a little over 12 in the playoffs. Not shooting as well as he was in the regular season, but man, I'll tell you what has been really impressive uh, impressive about the Heat so far during the playoffs is their, is their defense. I read a statistic the other day on Twitter that I, I don't want to misquote this. I believe it was saying that Trey Young had more turnovers than he did made field goals. It was like 30 to 22 uh, against the Miami, Miami Heat during that series, which is absolutely insane. And then Tyler Hero also playing for the Heat, not playing particularly well, was averaging twenty over 20 points a game during the regular season, averaging 12.8 in the post, shooting only 17.9% from three. He's been struggling a little bit, but hey, at least he's still in the playoffs. Another Wildcat there that has actually had a really good season overall, just not putting it together in the playoffs. And then the final guy here that I wanted to talk about, Carl Anthony Towns up in Minnesota. Uh, has not been scoring as much as he did in the regular season, about two points underneath his regular season average right now, scoring 22.6 a contest. But he's been shooting really well from three, 52.6%. And he's also been shooting 54.1% from three. Memphis, the two seed, currently in a dogfight with, uh, with, with Minnesota. And I believe they play, yeah, no, they don't play tonight. They actually play 
tomorrow, which will which will be tonight for you guys. But yeah, interesting what's going on in the NBA with some former Wildcats playing well. I really do hope that Tyler Hero is able to step it up and he's able to start knocking down some outside shots because Miami needs that, especially if Jimmy, Jimmy Butler is going to consistently be a question mark. He's somebody that they need to step up. But yeah, four guys in the, in the league right now. I just wanted to highlight former Wildcats, just kind of talk about what they're doing. Talk about the NBA playoffs. It's, it's, all, it's the only basketball we've got left uh, for, for quite some time. So just wanted to discuss that for a second. And then also wanted to talk about Division II transfer Jordan Robinson, who will uh, be playing defensive back for the Kentucky Wildcats uh, this, uh, this season. Before we talk about him, though, I want to tell you guys about our friends, over at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your sports betting stats and info. You can find all of the latest sports developments, league re- reviews and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, from live betting to the playoffs to esports and more. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. That's BetOnline where the game starts. All right, wrapping up the Friday edition of Locked On Kentucky, Lance Daw here with you. So like I mentioned just a second ago, Jordan Robinson, a defensive back that actually began his career at Livingston College in Salisbury, North Carolina. So I did actually write down his college, even though I said earlier in the show that I didn't. I'm just, I'm just dumb. But uh, this is all per a sea of blue here. Robinson, Livingston College, he was an unranked class of 2021 recruit with no Division I offers, but entering the portal, he scored offers from Oregon State, Appalachian State, Samford, and Eastern Kentucky, among others. He was actually originally committed to App State before he flipped to the Wildcats. And I think the most notable thing here about Jordan Robinson is his size. Six foot four, 195 pounds. According to uh, Asia Blue, it instantly makes him one of Kentucky's biggest defensive backs and could potentially a, be a breakout player in a secondary that desperately needs some depth. Robinson finished the last season with 26 tackles, two interceptions, and six pass deflections. This addition comes after Kentucky landed Ole Miss Rebels transfer uh, Keydron Smith this past week as Stoops and company have made it a point to add more depth in the secondary via the portal. And we talked about this, gosh, it might have been a, a month ago. Just talking about how Kentucky needed to add some guys through the transfer portal, specifically at defensive back. And they got Keedron Smith, and now they've gotten a dude that stands at six foot four in uh, Jordan Robinson. They need some contributors in that backfield. And we talked recently on the show about some statistics from last year's secondary. And now that they've lost some guys back there, Carrington Valentine's going to still have to step up. But now that they've lost some guys, you know, what does that what does that secondary look like? Is it as efficient as it was last year? And it really wasn't that efficient in 2021. Do they take a step back? Um, this could be one of those guys that helps Kentucky prevent a free fall. And I don't think that was going to happen even without the, the addition of Jordan Robinson. But I think that this is just another piece that you can kind of put in the secondary is like helping patch the holes, right? Would I be surprised if Kentucky got another defensive back in the transfer portal? I don't think so. But Jordan Robinson definitely helps what they've got going on uh, in that backfield. But anyway, that's all we had for today. Guys, thank you so much for listening to a, just another episode of Locks on Kentucky. Again, over 100 episodes so far. Really excited about this journey that I've begun with you guys and hope that we are able to climb uh, even higher through this offseason and then also into 
next basketball season. It's going to be a lot of fun. You can follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnUK. You can also follow me on Twitter at LanceDaw underscore. And you can follow the show on Instagram at Kentucky Podcast. Any questions, comments, concerns, leave them in the YouTube comments. Hit me on the socials. I will see you all on Monday for another episode. Have a great rest of your afternoon, and God bless.